Deep Thoughts Podcast is a podcast recorded every Tuesday live at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. Deep Thoughts is a fan-made podcast and all articles are credited within the podcast as well as in the show notes. All statements said within the podcast are purely opinionated statements. More information about the podcast can be found at twitter.com slash Ryan Kubo. We hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Back with you again with another episode of the Deep Thoughts Podcast with my co-host, Pixel underscore Pusher 101. How's it going, Pixel? That was going pretty well. How about you? Uh, I'm doing okay. We got some pretty good... I think we got some pretty good topics to go about this time around this week. So we were actually able to do two episodes in a row, like back to back, which is kind of nice. Two of the... Actually, almost three of the articles we're from last week's episode or the last time we recorded, but that episode went way too long. <laughs> so <laughs> we ended up just pushing those articles back to today. Oh, that's fine. But uh, yeah, I think it will be pretty good, but um, yeah, I hope you guys is uh, week is going well out there. Um, you know, just as always remember that we are on Spotify and on iTunes and other various podcasting uh, catch sites. And so remember, you can go check out the episode description down below or check out the show notes for the episode and you can get all the information that you need about where to find us if you want to listen to us on the go in audio. Uh, best part about listening to us on audio is that you can literally just subscribe and you will get notified each and every time a new episode comes out if you're not able to make it to the live streams of the episodes. Uh, side note as well, uh, we do live stream uh, this uh, podcast over at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo as well, which is pretty cool. Um, you can go check that out as well um, if you want to check it out and uh, see us interact and talk about things live or ever wonder mm-hmm. what we both look like. Spoiler, we're both Asian. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then lastly, um, kind of pertains to, I guess, the podcast, sort of, kind of, but this will probably be the last time that you guys see my bed. <laughs> in the background it's also probably the last time i ever make my bed whenever i have to live stream because uh from your guys's support from the subs and bit cheers or whatever uh i was able to uh save up and uh use the money to buy a green screen which should be here uh tomorrow or on wednesday depending on when you're hearing this uh that would be what's today's dates be, uh, the yeah, so that'll be Wednesday the 12th is when I'll be getting a green screen. So hopefully up the production of this podcast a little bit or something. We're still working <laughs> on trying to get an overlay when we have free time, all this other stuff. Just bear with us or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty exciting, I guess, for me. And, uh, you know, like I've always said on this podcast and on other various uh, sites, any money that uh, is donated or subscription money or cheers or bits um any revenue i gain from twitch is put right back into the stream so thanks guys for that um and to everyone who's subscribed or whatever uh i'll be sending out a newsletter pretty shortly about what uh my next purchase uh plans are going to be for the stream anyway with all that being said let's jump right into the news for this week first article up we're gonna go from lightest topic to i guess probably most heavy hitting opinionated pieces that we have and information But uh, December has come, and so as always, Steam, or Steam, (laughs) Twitch (laughs) is giving out some games for freezies if you got Twitch Prime. Um, Best part about this article is is it starts with, what is Twitch Prime? And, you know, goes through (laughs) that whole thing if you don't know what Twitch Prime is. But um, the games this this December, I don't really know many of them. Pixel might know more than I do. But um, it looks like it's HackNet, Fall Instructions of a Recently Deceased Hacker in this terminal-based hack, hacking simulator. Uh, Poi, Explore Uncharted Lands, Complete in Challenge Levels, 3D Platformer. Um, Smoke and Sacrifice, a mother forced to give up her, fu- her son, adventures into a underworld. And an SNK bundle, which I think is probably the best part of this whole thing, that comes with Pulse Star, Metal Slug 2, Samurai Showdown 2, Fatal Fury, and Baseball Stars 2. Hmm. <laughs> um yeah i have no clue any of these games besides the SN- snk bundle pixel what about you <laughs> um you know i actually got to try hacknet and it's actually pretty cool if you're a geeky nerdy type that okay. likes programming mm-hmm. um or like you're into it <laughs> for some mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. um but it's it's pretty neat the idea behind it is 
that yeah you're you're a hacker and you're trying to find information you're trying to you're going to other people's computers and looking for stuff through their computer mm -hmm. it's it's pretty neat it's a cool idea so if you like if you like programming give it a shot okay i mean what i mean the only games i'm looking forward to in this whole thing is the snk bundle i don't even know does snk even make games anymore i don't even know if they still exist do they I don't know. I'm going to look them up right now and see what happens. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Original company. Um, let's see here. Founded. I guess they made like three, like a three million. Is that three million? Three billion yen in 2017? That's not that much. Yeah, that's not take, much. Take off, two, take off two zeros and that's the dollar amount. Yeah, so I mean, that's not that much so or whatever. It's like 30 million. They rebranded to SNK Playmore in 2003 after bankruptcy in 2001. Then on April 25th, 2016, they officially dropped the Playmore name from its corporation, reintroduced a logo that said, The future is now. I feel like I've heard that slogan before. It's probably like their old logo or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really what they were known for is Metal Slug, classic type of game. Um, yeah. Samurai Showdown, if, you played, if you've played that game. Um, uh, no, but I I've only played uh, Fatal Fury from them. Oh, okay. And uh, King oh, of Fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The King of, King of Fighters, though. Yeah. It's like a fighting yeah. game. That's so long ago. Mm. Yeah, I remember playing, like, playing that for like a demo or something like that, and that was it. Yeah, but Back I mean, in the 90s. yeah, Metal Slug was so like Metal Slug was one of those games that just ate all my quarters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I know those games. And then like, I remember getting it for like the actual like console and it sucked. Because <laughs> like, you know, like on console, it's oh, like yeah. you can just do infinite lives and stuff like that. Pretty essentially. Right. And just right, be able yeah. to like blaze through the games. And I think I bought them all for like a dollar off of Steam. And I streamed them a while ago, but uh, they, you know, they went pretty, they went pretty fast. Like the games, just you could breeze through them in like less than an hour or two. Yeah, it's so much different. <laughs> basically, just mashing buttons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, any of these games you're gonna check out or actually play? You know what? I might actually get Hacknet. Well, I, I played a demo of it. I think it was free for one weekend. I played like an hour of it, and I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. But okay. since they're offering the free full game, you know, I might pick it up. Let's see. I want to look up what Hacknet is as well. 9 out of 10. 8,146 reviews. 10 bucks yeah, on Steam. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty neat. Like you're, you're just hyping the entire time. Like you're just, Do you like actually said, need to know programming language? No. No, you don't. But okay. like, it helps if you understand like how to type. Like if you're um, using a command prompt in mm. DOS or something like that if you're typing commands, if you're using Linux or anything like that, like you're going to be familiar with how this game works. So instead of like point and click and stuff, you type, you can point and click, mm -hmm. but um, I think most of it comes from just like typing out stuff. I see. I see. Well, I, those are the games that are coming out for this month. I think they're actually a pretty good batch of games. Uh, I'll definitely probably try some of them out at least. Uh, remember that you guys need to have your Twitch desktop app installed so that you can download those games for free if you have twitch prime and with twitch prime you get a bunch of stuff like you can sub to your, your favorite streamer for 30 days for free you also don't get ad free viewing which is pretty cool too as well <laughs> and uh yeah that's pretty much about it with twitch prime <laughs> so remember if you want those games go check out twitch prime you can also sign up i think for free trials like all the time um usually if you want to get those games as well um, next up, we have an article actually from Engadget. Kind of pertains actually to Twitch and just the creator plat creation platform in general. So I thought it was going to be pretty cool to talk about. Mm -hmm. But uh, Nintendo finally has ended their creators, quote unquote, creators program that restricted video sharing. Um, I don't know if you ever knew about this pixel. Like, I don't know what your background is with this or if you've heard, heard of it. I've heard about it in passing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So essentially, this was a creators program that was uh, basically started. Um, I want to say, I want to say maybe about um, 2012 or 2013, something around there. Because um, mm -hmm. I remember having to sign up for it because I had some videos that weren't monetized on YouTube because of Super Smash Brothers Brawl. 
right, in right. Mario Kart. But essentially, you sign up for a uh, service, or you sign up for the service for free, and then you basically link to your YouTube and your Twitch and other any other content creating platforms that you owned. Uh, they basically said that if you didn't, you'd get in trouble. And mm. then you basically, um, it feeds them into an RSS feed type of list. And then from there, you were able to tell Nintendo, hey, I would like to monetize these videos. Uh, the reason being is because Nintendo videos were automatically flagged as mm. not monetizable on, uh, on uh, YouTube primarily. Right. Um, I think on Twitch, I believe they w- were allowing uh, DMCA's to go through for that stuff. So I remember for a while, a lot of the Nintendo streamers on Twitch were like, uh, I can't export these VODs. I can't do this because if I do it to YouTube, it's just not going to get any money. Um, the program was mm-hmm. pretty flawed because essentially what you would do is you would have to you know, say, hey, this is the video that I want to be monetized. But for whatever reason, they wouldn't allow you to submit a unlisted video. It ha- the video had to be public already. And then after 30 to 45 days, they would get back to you and tell you if your video could be monetized. And then by then, it didn't ma- It doesn't matter, right? Because right, most right. of the initial views are probably going to come within like the first 24 to 72 hours, and that whole time you weren't getting ads. Exactly. Um, so you saw a lot of content creators on YouTube kind of almost fall off overnight. It was It's kind of interesting. Before this creator program actually started, um, it was just free game. It was like, hey, upload your video. You know, uh, it has commentary on it. Uh, cool. <laughs> Here's some monetization. Um, it's straight up just a rip <laughs> of the mm-hmm. game and nothing else. No commentary or just a cutscene from the game. Sure. <laughs> Money. Here you go. Monetization. And then this came out and it kind of was just very bizarre. Um, yeah. It was just like, I can understand, you know, not allowing like maybe just full cutscenes of games out. Uh, but it affected pretty much everything that was on YouTube. And I just remember back then I was pretty into uh, the Pokemon video game. A lot of the Pokemon video game YouTubers kind of just fell off um, because there was kind of no point in creating content uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's overly restrictive. It, it, was, like... it was very restrictive. It even restricted people who were um, doing covers of Nintendo songs. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing like electronic remixes of Nintendo songs, anything that had Nintendo in it, immediate just flag, and you weren't right. able to monetize it unless you went through this creator's system. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, weren't they even more draconian before this? Like anything involving Nintendo IP just wasn't allowed to be like shown anywhere. You couldn't do fan art, you couldn't do all these sorts of things. Yeah. Like they're very protective of their IP. Yeah. I. I know with um, fan art and stuff like that, it's still like pretty restrictive. Um, I don't know to what extent. I'm not an artist. I don't really know many. Um, but it does seem like they're doing some good strides on there. I think it really just comes down to if the stuff starts getting traction. They kind of mm-hmm. DMCA it. Um, interestingly enough, the new Detective Pikachu movie, if you've seen that, the live action trailer... Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who made all the Pokemon in that trailer is actually that dude who, like, on Reddit, he blew up a couple years ago, and he was drawing like realistic Pokemon. Oh yeah, like, I don't know if you saw those that. artist renditions, but it's actually that artist huh. uh, who's doing all the art and did all the CGI, or was like lead CGI person for the movie. So I thought that was pretty interesting to actually hire that guy. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, this program is gone. <laughs> it's finally <laughs> died, and uh, that's really, really good for a lot of people uh, on Nintendo's side. I know that a lot of prominent YouTubers, such as like uh, Donkey, video game Donkey, would not do mm-hmm. a video reviewing any Nintendo games because mm-hmm. it was just a waste of time. I know other people were just like, "This is pointless." So you know, it's good that they finally decided to do this. I know there was a couple of primarily Pokemon YouTubers as well. Uh, or Nintendo people as well, like Jay Witz, and he's he's like casted things for Nintendo. He's been like on the E3 stage with Nintendo and stuff. And even him, he was like he moved to Twitch because his YouTube platform of like almost a million subs at the time was dead because <laughs> right. all his videos wow. just got demonetized. So um, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, this program is now uh, dead or whatever. Um, 
uh, yeah, its policy started in 2013, but the program officially launched in 2015. Um, so that says, what does this mean in practice? A simple set of guidelines that more closely match the approach of Sony and Microsoft? While it's exactly not exactly a free-for-all, Nintendo specifically said it still can and will take down videos that it believes breaks their guidelines, which is fair. Um, content creators who monetize their videos on platforms like YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they said that the caveat is that unless they're made using the system's sharing features, then they should include your creative input and commentary instead of just raw video and nothing else. It also excludes content from pirated games or games that haven't been officially released yet, which at the time was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, so I think, I mean, I think it's pretty reasonable. Um, yeah. You know, it's essentially just like we still have the power to DMCA something if we don't like it, which is totally mm -hmm. fair. It's technically their property, their IP. And, uh, yeah, you basically can't just straight upload just video game footage or just straight up scenes from the video game, the Nintendo mm -hmm. IPs. They have to have some form of creativity or commentary right. over them. Right. Which is, which is, I think, fair, <laughs> especially if you have a story driven game. If you just straight up rip the gameplay from it, I mean, it's, it's who's basically. Do who's like doing that, though, in 2018? <laughs> yeah like i feel like that but was like, what people did in like 2011 2010 maybe <laughs> right when like mics were hard to afford and right. webcams were hard to afford back then like no one's doing that nowadays but yeah oh yeah yeah but i think they just want to cover their own bases which i think this this guideline is is fair you know like hmm. if if you're going to do that to a game like it basically you just you you see the entire game for free and you know nintendo has a right to not be okay with that yeah you know <laughs> you know what's gonna happen now though is that people are gonna make react channels to just nintendo yeah. stuff <laughs> and it's gonna you know what i mean because it's just gonna be them watching like a scene from a nintendo game oh yeah and they could totally get away like they'll probably dmca it but like they totally could get away with like just pretending they're like reacting to oh freak oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> and technically just spoil it still yeah. Well, is that still a thing? Are React oh, videos still a... Are React videos still a thing, Pixel? <laughs> are you kidding me? They're so huge still. Still? Like, yes. I thought they were, like, over and done with, like, oh, hey, let's watch this meme video and, like, t and you know, film these kids or old people watching a meme for 10 minutes. No, dude. It is still, like, a huge thing. Like, what's something wow. big that's come out in the last, like, two weeks? That's, like, a meme. That's a meme. I don't know. <laughs> Look, reacting to a grape getting surgery. Remember that was a meme or whatever? <laughs> Look, first, that, yeah. first result. College kids react to surgery on a grape meme compilation. One week ago, oh. 950,000 views. This is real. They did surgery on a grape memes compilation reaction. 46,000 views. They did surgery on a grape. Oh. Original full video of meme reaction. Hundred, oh, that was like 150 views. That's sad. This is still a thing. You type in anything, dude, and they will. There will be a the reaction to this or whatever. Little kids react to this. College <laughs> kids react to that. It's a thing, dude. Oh my god! It's just like I don't know how to react to something. So let me watch other people react to reacting, so I know how to react. I I think it's mostly just like like I kind of get the appeal. Like I don't like it. I don't watch it. But I kind of get the appeal of it because it's like usually they'll bring on like Twitch streamers. They'll bring on YouTubers, right? So it's more mm -hmm. of it's more of like, or if it's just random kids or just random college people, they have like a personality or persona that they relate to. So it's more of like YouTubers react to so and so. Like they'll have like a bunch of famous YouTubers or a bunch mm -hmm. of famous Twitch streamers, and I get it because like, what's one of the most popular things that happens in Twitch sometimes when streamers are just in chatting or just starting the streams like hey can you watch the did you see the new trailer for godzilla did you yeah. can you watch this video really quick like they want their favorite streamers to watch things mm -hmm. and so like i can kind of see the appeal of these youtube channels i can kind of see it but, but um, yeah i can only see it with like celebrities <laughs> and like people who are well known right but that's what's going to happen with this nintendo <laughs> to get around that dmca um i think so yeah i also you know i'm still throwing that idea out there if anyone wants to including pixel wants to start their own react channel with me where we just react to things but realistically so literally it would just be us watching the video and just being like oh that's cool <laughs> and then that's the only yeah, video just, it's less than 10 yeah, minutes 
<laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. All right. That was pretty funny. <laughs> like then <laughs> I'm totally down. Um, either way though, I think that this is really good for Nintendo. Uh, like I think like the bigger picture of this is uh, Nintendo get your stuff together when it comes to online stuff. Like they've just always been railed for their online yeah. you know, experiences with their games or whatever, with their online features or social features, when it comes to social media, when it comes to just content creators and stuff like that, they've always just been like way out of date with it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, you know, one Didn't of the ethernet port. Yeah. Right. Like one of the things right now that I'm kind of upset about is with the Nintendo switch, they just made their online services pay. You have to pay per month mm. or pay yearly. It's pretty cheap to be fair. It's about $20 per year. And mm-hmm. about two, like two bucks per month if you want to go monthly. So you save four bucks every year. But the thing that I don't like is it basically makes it so you have to pay for it for these online games, which already have a subpar server system. And then mm-hmm. on top of it, it does come with voice communications, but it's not through the Nintendo Switch. It's through an iPhone or Android app that you what? install and put Bluetooth headphones in. You log into your Nintendo account from there and you talk to your friends on there. That's so janky. And it's to protect kids, basically. I I don't see how that's different than doing that on the Switch itself. Yeah, I don't understand either. It doesn't have a built-in mic, I guess. <laughs> but then, I mean, like, it's also just, like, there will never be voice in, like, public lobbies, essentially. and like, huh. Or, like, if you're playing an opponent in Super Smash Brothers, you'll never be able to voice chat with them. Right. I mean, if they're going to make that argument to protect kids, then why have it at all? I don't know. So just like weird things like that. So Nintendo, get your stuff together when it comes to uh, uh, this type of stuff. This is way overdue. Thank you, Nintendo, for doing this. But I mean, really, it's <laughs> more it's it's more of like this should have been done from the beginning. This is just playing catch up, in my opinion. Yeah, so. it really is. Uh, next up, this is actually an article as well that we were going to talk about last week, but we didn't have time to do so. Um, this is probably going to be either, this is probably going to be a really long topic and something that I found pretty interesting. I know Pixel has some background probably in this type of stuff as well, but, uh, the music on Twitch section has updated. Uh, if you guys didn't know a lot of streamers in the last, maybe I want to say five to six months have been complaining that randomly they'll be banned for 24 hours or their VODs will be taken down because they got a DMCA from some type of company. Mm -hmm. Um, right now it's Maroon 5. Um, apparently oh, if you play like any Maroon 5 song on your stream, it can, the company, like, I guess like Universal or whoever owns Maroon 5, the record label has been like DMCAing like every, anyone who plays snippets of their songs. Uh, and it does result in a 24 hour ban. Uh, if you guys, uh, don't know, uh, I'm probably going to explain it horribly. So Pixel take it away whenever you want to. <laughs> it's something to do with, you know, you don't really own the license to the song, you know, and you're mm-hmm. broadcasting it to a bunch of people who may or may not own the license to the song. And Correct. so they have every right to DMCA you if they would like to. Um, copyright's just a really weird thing in general. Yeah. Uh, and it's so like, what's the word for it? Like, um, this is vague. It's very vague. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way I ex- the way that copyright was explained to me. Once again, Pixel, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Was essentially that, like, let's say for example, like I buy the new Harry Potter book, right? Mm-hmm. Like I technically don't own that book, but I own the copyright that allows me to consume that book and read it. But if I were to give that book to someone else and say, "Hey, here, read this book," technically that's like against copyright or something, right? It depends on what kind. Like, right? Maybe for like ebook but i think it's better for like music Mm. if you own you own the right to listen to it at your pleasure and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but it changes when you have when you play it for other people when you kind of like broadcast if you're just like took over a speaker system in a park and started broadcasting like music like even for like a birthday party or for an event or something right technically that is against copyright yes or, but no one's ever going to enforce right that. or even just like playing like hey guys i have the new drake album i don't know he's cool i guess and then just putting the cd mm-hmm. in the car and listening to it like te- mm-hmm. technically breaking copyright if not right. all the people in the car like bought the cd or own the cd in a legal manner yeah exactly yeah. so it's like it's technically for just like one person to listen to like privately um but yeah like no one's ever going to enforce like some dude like listening in his car and his friends come in no, no music company is going to be like, hey, 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 you can't do that. 
you got to pay us royalties for, you know, playing it to those three extra people. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's really just like the amount of people that you're broadcasting to. And for Twitch, that number is, there's really no ceiling to it. Right. You have your viewers, you have it recorded in the VOD. I mean, well, if there was no like muting system right. there, that ceiling is very high depending on like your viewership like, right. and how long that VOD stays up. So you have a case where this VOD could be watched maybe like 15,000, a hundred thousand times. Who knows? Right. If you're, if you're a big streamer and that's a hundred thousand listens, licensing a song to, you know, mm -hmm. have it play to a hundred thousand people is pretty expensive actually. Right. Um, I, I remember uh, back in school when we did uh, our thesis projects, mm -hmm. um, some people actually wanted to license uh, music from from actual professional musicians. And we had to submit a request and an estimation of how many people this was going to reach. Mm. And one of them, uh, do you know Mika? No idea. Singer? No, sorry. <laughs> uh, Mika was a singer... Um, he uh, actually allowed one of my classmates to um, use his music, okay. but he required a fee. And that fee was like $1,500 wow. for a thesis. And this thesis would be played to uh, maybe hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a sizable amount of money. Yeah. Do you think that's the artists themselves, or do you think that's mostly the record companies doing that? I think it's the record companies, honestly. I think mm -hmm. most artists probably don't care that much right because like you know it 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 shows that they that you know they have a fan it shows that their music is appreciated it shows that mm -hmm. a lot of people will you know see their music sure i mean i think a lot of artists would love to get some money for it too right of but course I think they're, they're gonna want to like actually concentrate on the ones that are bigger fish you know right um you know, with this whole music guidelines thing, you know, I think really what this is impacting, in my opinion, are those channels that are on Twitch in the music section that are like 24-7 rock music, 24-7 pop music. And it's literally just a Twitch mm -hmm. channel where it has like, you know, some interactive chat and it's just playing yeah. music 24-7. You know, for mm -hmm. me, um, you know, my stance on it, like, I get it. Like, I get the copyright issues. I get all that stuff. But it kind of just blows my mind like who goes to a twitch vod and is like wait what's that really sick song that i heard so-and-so play while they were streaming fortnite like uh -huh. oh man i want to listen to it again you know what i mean if anything uh -huh. i think that it just creates discoverability right yes. um of this the, the song like for me i've actually had to put a little thing in the bottom like above my camera which i don't know where i'm going to put it after i hit my green screen <laughs> but uh i have to put a little thing that shows the song that's currently playing because people mm -hmm. come in and they ask me hey what song is that and they'll go listen to it on Spotify or do yeah. whatever, right? Hey, but here's an idea for an extension. Go. Oh, yeah, smart. I know what you're gonna say, but go. Yeah. So, what this is gonna help discoverability. Link it to a Spotify or whatever is playing right now, and you can have that link showing in the the extension. You click on that, and it'll take you to the song, whether to buy it or whatever. Yeah, or, that's pretty smart. Listen to it. Everybody wins. So it increases discoverability. The streamer gets a little bit of money for, you know, finders fee or whatever. Yeah, like an affiliate link or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the uh, the music company makes their money from, you know, having someone find uh, their song and everybody wins. Yeah, I know they so, have that for a uh, Twitch panel where it shows like the song currently playing and then like the last five songs playing or whatever mm -hmm. that I played on stream. The only problem with that is it's kind of hit or miss <coughs> as well as... um. It's only like linked to it's like linked to your whole account. So it's like it shows like kind of personal information. And if you don't really want that personal Ooh. information like exposed, you know what I mean? Um, I so that's not good. Yeah. They, you know, first of all, that's our idea, guys. Whoever's listening to this podcast right now, that's our idea. Do not take that idea. We're going to sue you for <laughs> copyright. Proof of it right here. Yeah, right here. We're going to sue you for copyright. <laughs> Copying our idea. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, it's it's just been weird. Like I don't understand. Like I get it, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't get why like Maroon Five's record company is going after like this guy who streams like their new hit single, which you probably can't even hear the single that well. It's probably not the main focus of the stream, and it's probably like barely audible because he's talking over it. 
Right, exactly. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, I get it. Like, I get your argument. But at the same time, I don't. Because it's like, I feel like, if anything, it's just creating more content. This is kind of the same thing with the Nintendo. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, the streamers or content creators are big advertisers. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, I think this is going to be a work in progress. Because I, I don't know if you remember, um, to anybody out there, back in 2014, 2015, the way VOD muting worked was they muted the entire thing if they uh, detected any kind of copyrighted music on there. I remember this. I remember this. The entire thing. Yeah. Like, VODs were completely unwatchable <laughs> because of that. Yeah, and... this was right before when everyone thought Google was going to buy Twitch, right? Remember, so. like, there was a joke where people were like, you have to sign in with your Google Plus account <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and then I think right before that, they started doing the muting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it, it was completely ridiculous. And I am so glad that they actually fixed the, the VOD muting so that at least it just blocks out that certain section. It tries to. So, I think it's, like, at least 15 minutes or something sometimes. Yeah, it's, like, it's well, I, I've seen it, like, a few minutes long. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's a lot better. And I think it's going to get to the place where, you know, it's a little um, less invasive when watching a VOD. Um, and I think I think this there, there, there's a potential for a relationship between the streamers and the music industry to create something right. that is beneficial for everybody. For sure, yeah. You know? So, I mean, maybe, maybe they can come up with a list of, you know, uh, music recording um, labels that are okay with um, being streamed. Right. And just grab a list from that and then be okay with it. Yeah, I know with a lot of games like uh, Rock Band and Guitar Hero, and I know those type of games are not as popular anymore, but, you know, there are streamers who do stream them on Twitch. I know that there's uh, now custom-made Rock Band or Guitar Hero, where as long as you have a Guitar Hero controller, you can play almost any song. <clears throat> but I know like that they are having some issues with this type of stuff where stuff is being DMCA'd or whatever because of the music not being fully licensed and stuff like sure. that. And I think, like, even Harmonix? Harmonix? Harmonix, sorry. The company who made Twitch things. But also they were saying that it was one of the big reasons why uh, it was just too hard for them to find songs that could appeal to everyone that wouldn't get yeah. DMC'd on YouTube, that wouldn't get DMC'd from the Twitch streamer's side, and that would keep their licensing fees fairly cheap. Yeah, that's it's a big, big problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's always a money issue. Like, the recording labels want a huge licensing fee. Like, like I said, with the, um, with, uh, my classmates, um, thesis, $1,500 for like a few hundred people Yeah. for a, an artist who isn't very big. Yeah. So if you want to like, like license music from, I don't know, Maroon 5 or something like that, you're, you could be talking like tens of thousands of dollars per, per like. And that was for one play. Yeah. For one play. Wow. That's crazy. One play with like, um, a bunch of people. Or they, they also have like this this weird like formula too like how many um, times uh, this these people might be able to play it like how accessible it is that kind of thing huh. so it all kind of factors into that licensing cost right right um, but yeah going on with just the article itself I'm gonna just kind of skim through it and read a bunch of stuff. But uh, they said that um, we ask that creators only share content for which they have the necessary rights. It is a violation of our policy to stream or upload content containing copyrighted music unless you have the appropriate rights. You may not include music you do not own in your stream, Twitch streams or VODs, past broadcasts, past premieres, highlights, clips, uploads, except as described below or otherwise permitted by law. Please note that buying music such as CDs or MP3 or subscribing to music stream services typically does not grant rights to share the music on Twitch. Uh, such a purchase or subscription grants you a personal license to access the content only. Uh, in this section below, we describe some of the common types of music types. Music. Uh, so here's some examples of music you may use in Twitch streams. Music owned by you. Original music, which is written by you and recorded by you. Music licensed to you. Twitch sings performance. And Twitch, Twitch music library. If you guys don't know, the Twitch music library is an authorized tracks from uh, Twitch that you guys can listen to. It's over at music.twitch.tv. It's pretty awful. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna let you guys know or whatever. <laughs> um, and it's really hard to access. That's the thing I don't understand. That's strange. So it basically, you need to be a streamer on Twitch and have a minimum of two hundred fifty thousand followers on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch 
to be able to even access this free copyrighted music. So thanks, guys. You offer us this music library, but we can't even use it. Are you kidding me? That's available to like the top one percent of streamers. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's like uh, <laughs> freely available to Twitch audience that have a minimum two hundred fifty thousand followers, subscribers on YouTube, followers on Twitch or YouTube, Facebook, and or Twitter. So, yeah, right. you can get all the copyright music from there. And the music listed in the music library is set to safeties on both live broadcasts and VOD playback so that you'll never get DMCA'd. I heard that it's not very good music. Like, I heard that it's just I kind of generic type yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. It's like elevator music, probably. Yeah. Um, some types of music you may not use in Twitch are on Twitch. Radio-style music listening shows a Twitch streamer VOD which focuses on playing music that is not owned by you. DJ sets, which I thought was really interesting because I actually have a lot of friends who are DJs on Twitch. Hmm. Um, DJ sets playing or mixing pre-recorded music tracks which incorporate music other than music which is owned by you or music which is licensed for you to share on Twitch you can't do karaoke performances lip sync performances um, which I've seen both happen on Twitch a lot recently uh, visual yeah. music uh, depiction lyrics, music notations, uh, table chairs or visual representations and then cover song performances performance of a song owned by someone else with the exception of a live performance in your Twitch stream if you do perform a cover song in a live Twitch stream, please make a good a faith effort to perform the song as written by the songwriter and create all audio elements yourself. So, um, kind of interesting, to be honest, because I know a lot of people who, well, not a lot of people who do the karaoke stuff anymore, but I know that was big on Twitch a few years ago, maybe mm-hmm. even less than that. I know a lot of people, I know, I still know people today that still have like goal incentives, subscriber incentives, bit donation incentives, where if they reach a certain amount, it's like, I will lip sync a song of your choice. Um, And then I know a lot, uh, I'm actually surprised by, I'm not, and I am kind of surprised about the DJ set thing. So that wouldn't fall under like creative use because you are Mm. technically like changing the audio, right? Or no? Yeah, technically, well, it depends on how much you change it. I think there's like actually guidelines Mm. for like use of that music. Like if you, if you don't like distort it enough, it's considered just like a rip. Okay. So you have to like really, you know, change it. Really? Huh? Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, then again, I, I don't, I don't know like the whole legality behind DJing and, and, and doing these mixes. Right. Um, and then they basically ended it with, if you violate these guidelines, you may be subject to a takedown notice. Uh, from the rights holders, uh, you know, they may DMCA you, uh, and further actions may also be taken under our community guidelines, which we've seen happen uh, mm-hmm. both times. And in addition, you may mute your VODs and you can appeal your muted audio, um, which is pretty easy to do. <clears throat> I know for me personally, I've appealed my muted audio before. It's pretty straightforward. You basically just fill out your name, uh, where you live. And why you think that should be muted. And I basically, there's like one of the options is like, this falls under free usage because it's not the main thing of my stream or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I'm commentating over it. And literally within 24 hours, I get like an email that's like, your VOD's been unmuted. Like, nice. Okay. So it's not that hard to do, but it is kind of inconvenient, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess those are the music changes. I, how do you think that this will affect Twitch in the future? Do you think that this is a pretty good, solid foundation? Do you think they have their bases covered, or do you think it will get to a more extreme place here in the future? Because I feel like YouTube, you don't see any copywritten music anymore, like in anyone's yeah. videos, right? Uh, how right, do you think this right. is going to affect Twitch in the future? It might go the way of YouTube, but yeah. it also really depends on whether Twitch enforces this and how hard they enforce it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have to wait and see, like, see what Twitch does in, in this case, like, are the record labels going to like drop the hammer on Twitch and say like, Hey, this, this isn't cool. We're DMCAing every single one of them starting from the top. Right. I I think this is one of those things where they're going to, the ball is in the record labels courts for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Twitch just kind of is like, Oh, you want to DMCA this art like this, you like this Twitch streamer. See, we told you guys the new rules are right here. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so totally. Um, I can definitely see this going the way of YouTube. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I'm not saying like there's a good, mm-hmm. like I'm not super happy about it. I'm not like super pissed about it. It's just like, as the company grows, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Like as Twitch grows, it, it means that Twitch has more visibility more people are going to start watching it mm-hmm. and more people are going to want their, you know, cut of the pie. 
So it, I, it sucks, but like, you know, the record labels, they, they want their money because all of their IP is being used and they're not being compensated for it. It's, it's going to suck, but I, I can't completely blame them. I just hope that there's a better solution than just straight up saying, I'm going to ban all of you or I'm going to DMCA all of you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for that, guys. Uh, just keep in mind not to play Maroon 5 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> be careful with uh, the music stuff. I don't think it's anything for most of you guys to have to worry about. Uh, you know, just keep in mind that if you are banned or if something does happen to your VODs or whatever, you know, you are warned. Uh, these rules are pretty hard to follow. It's basically just saying don't listen to music ever, uh, pretty much on stream. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think it's something to worry about or to have big concerns about right now, but it's just something that we wanted to give a heads up to, uh, last article pixel. I don't know if you want to start this one off. All right, <laughs> let's take a look at this. It's a yep. letter from our CEO about article 13. This is from the CEO of Twitch. Mm -hmm. So I guess, uh, Let's see, what is Article 13? Article 13 is a new proposal to the European Union directive that could impact streamers' ability to express themselves and earn a livelihood on Twitch. Now, that doesn't say what Article 13 is. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a pretty long letter. Should I just, like, read this? Uh, yeah, if, uh, if you want to or whatever. Um, so, I... let's see, where's the bullet points on this? Um, pre essentially what this is, um, I guess is, uh, article 13 makes Twitch liable for any potential copyright infringement active activity with uploaded works. Twitch could be forced to impose filters and monitoring measures on all works uploaded by residents of the EU. This means you would need to make, pro you would need to provide copyright ownership information, clearances, or take other steps to prove that you can comply with thorny and complicated copyright laws. Um, yeah. So pretty much. This is kind of, um, I don't know much about this. It is something that I do think is important and that I hope that someone can fill me in about it. But it's a law that's basically going through the European Union, I believe, um, mm -hmm. right now called Article 13. But essentially what it does is um, it pretty much makes it so that any, t any time content is uploaded from a person, whether that be on YouTube or on Twitch, or whatever creative platforms there is, they also have to go through um, a multiple, I guess, I guess the theory is like multiple splash screens to prove that their work is not infringing on anyone's copyright. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Um, but that would literally have to happen like every single time you're about to do something. So for Twitch, yes. it would basically mean that you would have to prove, you would, like for Twitch, you would pretty much kill Twitch in Europe, in my opinion. Because mm -hmm. the way that the bill is written, from my understanding, is before you can even stream on Twitch, you know, it would basically be like there would have to be filters and monetization built in through Twitch's infrastructure to show that mm -hmm. every second that you're live streaming, that you're not infringing on anyone's copyright, which is pretty yeah. much the rules of this say if you don't legally own it to be able to be streamed to a massive amount of people, you can't stream it, which essentially just kills Twitch creators. That's so like, yo, you're streaming everything. League? You don't own League? Sorry, you can't stream this. Ban. It um, kills, like, any yeah. anything, really, because, like, any, any kind of media that has to get broadcasted, this company has to then check it against, like, everything. Right. And the thing is, it's not technologically possible to hold all of this information and check against all of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's, I mean, let's take a book, for instance. I mean, you can, how, how, how is a person going to find an electronic copy of every single written work in existence and check against that? Right. Like, and it's, the thing is, like, it, this shouldn't be the law because the burden of proof is on the person making a claim that, you know, you've been, that you're copying their work because it just, it, it just isn't practical to do anything else like to do otherwise to put the burden of right. proof like on the actual content creators is, is actually insane there's yeah. no technological way that this is even going to be possible yeah you're also it's looking not, it's not forcible <laughs> right you're also looking at things like uh commentaries criticism fan works those would be in jeopardy too 
right? Mm-hmm. Because they could just say, nope, we don't want that up on the internet. Um, yeah. Another issue with this that I've been uh, reading about is that the right holders do not even have to identify the works that the platform needs to take down. What? Yeah. So they can just say, we don't want any of our works on this platform. Like any, like Universal can just be like, we don't want anything from Universal on this platform. Like they don't have to be specific. It'd be specifically, we do not want this on the platform, right? Um, who, who wrote this bill? Like, obviously, it's, it's the someone EU who has, did, okay? <laughs> they have no idea how like technology works. It's not magic. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's actually kind of crazy or whatever. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. It's been a while since I heard about this, but it's it's all coming back to me. Mm-hmm. So this this bill is is incredibly stifling, and I really hope it doesn't go through because you're right; it will probably kill Twitch in in Europe because there's just no way that Twitch can ever possibly prove without a shadow of a doubt that they are not infringing. Right. Because, well, I mean, logically, you cannot prove a negative. You cannot prove that something does not exist. Right. Like, like I don't know, prove that I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's, like, it's just ridiculous that, you know, this is even proposed. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, but, yeah, it basically says that uh, the proposal will require intermediaries such as Facebook and YouTube to constantly police their platforms with censorship machines, often with no human element involved in the process. It will mean that you will no longer be able to upload or enjoy the same content as you used to, as automated blocking is likely to stop legitimate content of ever making it online. So your content wouldn't even be able to be uploaded online. I mean, most of this article that they link to, which is uh, saveyourinternet.eu, uh, which is where the bill is and a little bit more of information is, is mostly going to be talking about Twitch or YouTube and Facebook since those are pretty big, but obviously <clears throat> it does affect the Twitch platform as well. And I mm-hmm. think even in more so, it just kind of screw. Like I feel here's the thing. I do feel like I'm biased. We're biased. It's a podcast about Twitch, but I do feel like, you know, with YouTube and Facebook, of course it'll be very difficult if this bill passes for content creators or people to continue to make content on YouTube or Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's still ways you could get around that, right? Because there's editing, yeah. there's movie magic. But with Twitch, it's a live stream. I, I do not see any way for Twitch to be able to, one, be able to afford that type of, like, you know, monitoring of their EU broadcasters, but also mm-hmm. just it being a live stream. Like, who knows? Something could randomly just happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it yeah. just makes it seem like you just can't stream right. in general. Yeah, and like uh, there's there's other hairy uh, subjects too. Like, okay, what if a streamer is IRL streaming and they walk past a store with like copyrighted um, art on on the front of it? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens then? Like, is that person banned from from creating uh, or like you know streaming just because they walk past a building with art on the outside? Right like a billboard or something like that. Oh, that, that billboard, it's copyrighted by a movie studio. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, there's all sorts of weird, weird issues that come up from this. And I really hope like cooler heads prevail and they just realize that this law is just stupid. (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, it's really dumb. It's kind of crazy because the three, the people, uh, blatantly ignored everyone's calls and asked them to save the internet. Uh, what's next? A committee has been formed um, and has been granted granted a mandated to mandate to start informal negotiations with other representatives of the EU Members uh, Council. And it could take about seven weeks or so, several weeks for this to be able to go through and possibly pass or not pass. Um, you know, uh, I will say that there's a, a couple things that you guys can do. Um, you know, most of these things, in my opinion, no offense, <laughs> are pretty dumb. It's asking you to use hashtags to get the word out there or something. Uh, you know, just sign the petition. Um, I actually ended up just signing it, like literally right now. <laughs> you can go. Uh, you can go sign the petition or whatever, uh, which is at change.org/p/european/parliament. Stop the censorship. Uh, it already has four million, uh, four million fourteen thousand eight hundred twenty-two people have signed. Oh, and they're okay. asking for 4.5 million signatures. Uh, so yeah, go sign and uh, share that. You know, go help our EU EU brethren. 
out <laughs> and making Twitch content and stuff like that. I think that's super important. And uh, yeah, uh, this just reminds me of like just like all the stuff that happens with like the internet, like over here, like in the United mm. States. Like, wasn't oh, there yeah. like something where like they wanted to make like limited it or something like that over here and it passed? Um, do you mean net neutrality? Yeah, like that type else? of stuff. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like this happens like every couple of years. It's it it happens all the time, and I feel like we're just constantly fighting back against it. Like before, net neutrality mm-hmm. was um, an issue. There was like the GDPR, I believe, or something else. There was some other acronym about like um, the way that the internet works. I I can't recall it, but I do remember there was an instance where there was a lot of protests. We fought it, we mm-hmm. won, and then like a year later, you know, this this whole net neutrality thing came back. So it's it's a constant fight to to keep. Yeah, they try to like slip it under the board so like no one sees <laughs> yeah. or something. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But so. um, yeah. I mean, that's you know, good luck EU. Uh, hope that you guys stay safe and uh, yeah, sign that petition if you guys can. Uh, it'll be super important. Uh, the show notes uh, in the episode description will have a link to that petition if you do feel inclined to sign it and to help out and uh, at least say, hey, I tried. <laughs> I don't know who knows if we'll actually work. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big proponent of this whole like let's start a hashtag trending to fight for this type of thing. But you know, uh, this is a peti- you know, uh, you know, this is uh, you know, a petition. Maybe it'll help. You know what I mean? Uh, we shall see though. But that is gonna do it for uh, this episode. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode, pretty short and sweet, but I think that we got through a lot of good articles. Uh, trying to keep it down to about an hour, maybe less than an hour every time we do one of these things. So I, uh, you know, I hope that you guys don't get too burned out <laughs> from listening to <laughs> us uh, talking all the time. Uh, but yeah, Pixel, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on my Twitch channel. It is twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. Or you can find me on my Twitter, which is pixel pusher 101, just without the underscore. Yeah, and he like I say every week he is going to stream soon. Soon. He's TM. going he's going to stream super soon, guys. <laughs> it's in 14 episodes, he's gonna stream. Um you can also follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram uh at Ryan Kubo. That's R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O. Twitch, if you guys want to check out my live streams, which I've been trying to do uh every single day. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I started an initiative for myself just called Just Start Streaming Idiot, <laughs> where every day I try to hit the start streaming button and just stream some type of content for at least an hour, um, which is probably something we can talk about later on in a future episode, Pixel, just like streaming anxiety sure. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, totally. Because um, I definitely sometimes get that. So uh, I've been trying to do that as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Like I said, Ryan Kubo, mostly just generalized updates, etc. as well. Um, you can also follow us on the YouTube, which is youtube.com slash S-H-I-G-E-O-S, Shigeos Twitch TV. There's a new feature on YouTube, actually, where when you upload a video to it, you can actually premiere the video, which is kind of like playing a premiere. Like it's the same thing as what is it called on Twitch? I forgot. Um, isn't it also called a premiere? Maybe it's also like it's... called a premiere. I don't know. But there's a thing on YouTube where <laughs> when you upload a video, you can start playing the video and it live streams the the vod of that video live. So if you guys missed any of that type of stuff, you can go check out the YouTube's and stuff like that because I've been doing that as well over there and it's been having some pretty good reception and stuff like that. And uh, lastly, you can follow Deep Thoughts Podcast at uh, DT Thoughts Pod on Twitter for all your updates about when we are uploading and when our schedules are going to be like for this podcast. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching episode 14 slash listening to episode 14 of Deep Thoughts. Uh, We will catch you guys hopefully next week if we have more news. Take it easy.